thanks for calling in today, dude. I appreciate the time. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. And we got to congrats on on 10 years of of Whitechapel for you. And that's kind of what the current tour is all about, is kind of celebrating the decade of, of defilement. Yeah, yeah. That first album, it was just a good, you know, good solid idea for a tour anyway we hadn't played a lot of these songs in a long time so and it's not exclusively though the the first album it's it's a little bit of everything right yeah yeah we you know we didn't want to it just seemed like so many bands were doing like a celebration of albums that came out around then and they play it front to back and we were just kind of like man let's make them wait for it and we'll give them a good chunk of it so initially i did think it was one of those anniversary albums but it, it's not it's just a kind of a greatest hits and celebrating the entire 10 years yeah correct and then not only that, some of those songs just don't translate live very well. You know, there's just the, the deeper cuts. So, has there been anything that you've uh, you've kind of gone back and went, "Oh, this is cooler than I originally thought"? Yeah, yeah, we definitely one of the songs uh, we're playing live. I'm sure it's no secret now. Everybody can look online and see what the set list is. But uh, yeah, we play ear to ear live, and it seemed, you know, just forgot how fun that one was to play. So killer man and it's a great package with rings of saturn and carnifex kind of the san diego boys down south and you guys played with them a couple times now yeah yeah carnifex we toured with them quite a bit and they're i don't know they're you know nothing but a pleasure to have them tour. every band on the tour is great it's just you know we've just done we've just toured with carnifex a lot and they're good friends of ours so it's always a pleasure to have them out and cool that this tour wraps up before the holidays get here and so you get to go home for christmas time yeah yeah the last show is actually in our hometown so we usually do a, a christmas show every year like a toy drive and uh it just worked out this time just to make the last show in hometown and make it the tour drive show with the tour package so just in time for the holidays and everything so cool man and i was thinking about the holidays i think we all have uh our own little like family traditions and i was kind of curious for you like i know for for me and my family it was always like christmas eve we'd always order a pizza because there was too much running around at the last minute watch christmas vacation with chevy chase and then get to open like one present from the stocking and then one from underneath the tree curious how it was for you growing up what was your kind of tradition with that uh growing up kind of the same thing but it's you know with kids you know you're you can't even sleep the night before so yeah i mean growing up we definitely we'd do the one present the night before like something out of the stocking or something like that and then uh christmas day we'd have you know grandparents would be there and come over and we have a big dinner and you know tv was always on the background was always christmas shows playing and all that stuff so i mean pretty traditional as far as back then but now it's uh it's a little different now you know we don't have as much immediate family around us so it's usually just my parents and my two other brothers nowadays and kind of do the same thing though so got to keep those traditions alive man that's what the holidays are all about yeah exactly any uh funky food items or any must-have like the other thing i love about about uh christmas time besides spending time with the family and everything are those goddamn sugar cookies you know even if they're shaped like a snowman or anything like oh i just devour those staples are always two things my mom knows we all like is pumpkin pie and deviled eggs so yeah that's two of the main things we gotta have for christmas and thanksgiving so yeah is that a bummer having to do thanksgiving out on the road and as a band did you guys kind of do anything we've done it a few times you know not been not been home for thanksgiving we were in canada the day of thanksgiving so we had a show but uh luckily the day after we had a show in kent ohio the day after Thanksgiving, and our guitar player Ben Savage, he had family up there. He has uh, his, I guess you call his grandmother-in-law. So we went there, and his wife drove up, and we just had a, a proper Thanksgiving meal the day after, and it was totally worth it. So, so we got to do something. It was just the day after. That's cool, man. That's cool. You still got to celebrate it despite being out there on the road. Correct. Yeah, it's also stuck my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? It's like you, be, you try oh, to be yeah. as good as you can all year, and then you stuff your face at the end of the year. Absolutely. 
And then we torture ourselves in January and work it all off again and start the vicious cycle. I, I pretty much, I don't know, I eat nonstop anyway, so I just, I just it doesn't I seem to work it off most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have much to work off. You don't, you don't have that beer gut that hasn't kicked in yet for you. I try to stay active, too, and everything. So it's, when I'm at home, I'm eating like 3,000-plus calories a day anyway. For you know, That's part of my diet as far as with my pro, like workout program and everything. So the more food, the better, you know, because I don't get to eat as much on the road. So Kind of get it when you can, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, can I twist your arm, do a little Indian burn? Can you tell us anything about 2018? Maybe a new Whitechapel album coming? Uh, yeah, we've been home riding, and as soon as we get home from this tour, we'll be riding and uh, getting, you know, solidifying songs. And uh, I think we're trying to record early next year, you know, for the album. And I know we have some time put aside for it, but it's just, I, I get everybody ex- expects it like clockwork, you know, for us to put out an album every one and a half, two years. But, you know, we're kind of sick of being rushed because we always are. We were really rushing the last album. I think it could have been a lot better. I was pleased with it, but it could have been, you know, if we'd have been able to sit on it longer, we would have been able to do a lot more with it. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it seems like when you start getting the wheels turning for doing the album, it's like, you gotta hurry, you gotta go, 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 get it done, get it done. And I'm sick of that bullshit, man. I think we're gonna take our time with this one and just get it out when we want to put it out. Okay, so no no big clock running for you or anything? No, no, no. Well, curious if, if you've even thought about it or if it's maybe too early, but is there gonna be another type of uh, Bring Me Home song? on the new album or is it too early in the process? From all the pre-pro, you know, we all sit around and write and we all have our little home studios and we'll send each other demos, you know, via email, you know, a few songs at a time be like, you know, and everybody kind of speak up and say, we like this, this, and this. And so far, you know, it's been a, you know, a hodgepodge of like, you know, really metal, aggressive stuff and then like some really darker, like catatonia, kind of death tonesy vibe stuff. So, I mean, we don't put limits on ourselves as far as, you know, what we can and cannot do, but it has to fit the vibe of the album, you know? So, I mean, I'm sure we're going to try to do something like that again because, you know, I think it turned out, I think we, you know, pulled it off without making it too cookie cutter or too silly sounding uh, on the last album. So I was really pleased with it. So I think uh, we're going to definitely try it again. But once again, it has to fit the vibe of the album. You know, it can't just be straight, pure death metal and then have a bring me home song, you know? Right, right. Well, no, I personally love it. I hope I hope you continue to go in that direction. I don't, I don't no, think it's a bad do, thing. I, I mean, I love doing different stuff anyway, so... One other thing I kind of was just thinking about the other day, knowing that I was going to talk to you going, yeah, Whitechapel, three guitars, and then start thinking about some other three guitar bands out there. And I was kind of curious who you kind of take more cues from Iron Maiden or the Foo Fighters. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> when I joined the band, I joined in 07, the band started in 06. And uh, I think three people wanted the job at the time for the guitar. And so they just said, screw it, we'll have three guitar players. And then he hurt his arm. And it's right when they were about to go on the road and they asked me to fill in. And so they still wanted the three guitar players just for the, the look an idea of it but as time went on it just more made sense because we every guitar player pulls their own weight does things differently in the band of rice and does different times different odd jobs for the band so like we didn't really take cues from anyone necessarily it was just kind of it's kind of worked out to have all three of us in there and the sound has definitely developed into a sound we have live just that extra guitar extra oomph you know just fits the vibe and I mean I'm sure some people think it's hokey you know because Iron Maiden yeah they can, they can do whatever they want they have for guitar players so they Foo Fighters you know but you know we definitely don't want one random guy running around doing acrobats like the guy from Iron Maiden which he you know he's, he's good but you know, he, can, he can he can tone it down a little bit so doing pirouettes and stuff with a fender strut yeah but you know what he's an Iron Maiden he can do what the hell he wants to do so I love that band anyway I'll never not love that band yeah of course of course curious with the uh, 
your boss putting out a book this year, Brian Slago. Have you read the the book for the sake of heaviness? I haven't got the chance to read it yet. I was hoping, you know, when we run across paths with him in California here coming up soon, well, you know, maybe get a copy of it. So I'd like to, you know, like to read it anyway. I've listened to a lot of the podcasts with him and like, you know, I listen to Joss's podcast a lot and Slagle will go on there and talk with him. And, you know, Slagle's a, he's a plethora of knowledge when it comes to the metal scene and record labels. So, you know, it'd be interesting to read it. Yeah, he's definitely had his fingerprints on, on all of it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Living legend. You know, curious, I wanted to ask your kind of thoughts and opinion now that the news has kind of come out about 2018 being the last year of the war tour a tour that you've done before and just kind of wanted to get your thoughts and warp tour memories i mean it's a bummer because you know that tour is a legend and you know when i was younger you know my mom she listened to all kinds of different music and that kind of rubbed up on me when i was younger you know i loved everything i listen, you know i love swedish death metal and then i'd love like a lot of pop punk too and stuff like that and like the the van's you know music compilations you know i found a lot of bands off of there as a kid you know and that's kind of a bummer that that discovery of bands won't be as abundant you know for people that are younger but that's and again, man, you know, the, the internet kind of makes it impossible not to find new music. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's kind of a give and take. And then, you know, with Warp, though, it's, you know, everybody's cutting corners in the music industry. They have to to make money, you know, and it's just too big of a production with that many bands to really go around anymore and make money. It's really hard because expenses are higher than they've ever been. I love Kevin. Kevin's great. He's done nothing but ever take care of us on any tour we've ever been on of his. Him and John Reese both, you know, with Mayhem and everything. And uh, end of an era, but I think they'll start doing it differently. You know, they'll start doing it more like a European-style festival thing where they'll have it in different areas, but, you know, still be Vans more correlated. So it's not going bye-bye completely, I don't think. I think they're just going to make an adjustment. I hope you're right, man, because it's crushing. We did yeah, lose Mayhem, and then now this one going away, and yeah, it's a bummer. So, yeah. Yeah, it changes the times, man. You got to go with the flow. So it's unfortunate. It really is. I wonder if it's time for, you know, Slagle's got the book out now. Maybe, you know, do a Metal Blade Fest or something. Who knows? Well, yeah, that'd be ideal. You know, we you know we did that Metal Blade anniversary tour, you know, and it did pretty well. And uh, you got to think about the money that Metal Blade had to sink into something like that, you know. And it's, it's, it's not cheap to put on something like that, you know, as far as a festival style thing. So yeah. it would be a... It'd be cool to see, but you know, once again, you got to kind of kind of manage it differently nowadays. You can't just do it like you could back in the day, and, and just know that you're going to make money. It's a gamble. It's a bummer, man. But like you said, some something will happen. We'll have something to look forward to. Absolutely, yeah. You know, music's not going anywhere. So let me get your opinion on a couple other things. One thing I always uh, rail about all the time on the radio is where the hell have all the good soundtracks gone? I used to love it when you'd have that like marriage of music and movies together. It was like peanut butter and jelly. Whether it was like you know judgment night soundtrack putting rappers together with like you know slayer and ice t together or if it was like terminator 2 and guns and roses and you could be mine but just kind of curious if you had a a favorite soundtrack from back in the day well it's ironic you ask that because uh, because of a soundtrack is the reason i got in the metal as a kid uh i was i was obsessed with uh the mortal kombat video game and you know, I had my brother, he had Metallica tape laying around the house. I didn't pay too much attention to him at the time, but, you know, the two soundtracks I was jamming as a kid, you know, I loved the, like the Top Gun soundtrack and the Lavender soundtrack. I had the two tapes, and I would just wear them out as a kid. But then <laughs> in fifth grade, uh, when the movie came out, the Mortal Kombat movie, you know, I, I saw it in theater. It, you know, it's a cheesy-ass movie, but it's legendary. And uh, I saw it in theaters like three times, and I was like, man, I really love, like, the cheesy Mortal Kombat theme song. I was like, I want the soundtrack just for that song. Then I buy the soundtrack, and you know, there's you know, Gravity Kills, Napalm Death, Fear Factory, Typo Negative on there, like all these bands that I'd, I'd never heard music like that before as a kid, and that just immediately opened up the doorway, and I was hooked ever since. So. 
that soundtrack, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of miss it too. You know, there used to be, I don't know, there used to be killer soundtracks. Just, I mean, I mentioned it. Like, was it the Top Gun soundtrack? It's solid oh, yeah. hit after hit, you know? Kenny Loggins? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then you had Cheap Trick on there, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's was, a ton- uh, was, bunch of good ones, but it's gone away. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's cutting corners again, man. It's cutting corners. Why not get somebody to do music for your soundtrack? It's in-house, you know, as opposed to paying a band, and then you have to pay them, you know, royalties on top of it and all that stuff. So, you know, cutting corners, that's just a cheaper route to go. Ah, it's such a bummer, man. But at least you, you yeah. can appreciate soundtracks too, man. I wish at some point they'd come back. Like uh, Mad Max movie that came out a couple of years ago, Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was, like, screaming for a soundtrack. Like, the whole time I'm watching it, they have the dude playing the guitar. I'm like, why doesn't this have a killer soundtrack behind it? Yeah, yeah, you could have easily done something, you know, killer with that. But then again, you know, I can see, you know, for a movie like that, I can see it kind of taken away from the vibe of the movie, which was a little more dreary. If you had actual, you know, a music score of a song, like, yeah, it'd be cool because we're metalheads, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> but I can see where the, the minds behind the movie probably didn't want to ruin that vibe. But, uh yeah. You know, with uh, it's like uh, Freddy versus Jason. I right. went to the movie theater when I came out as a kid, and so I would be cleaning the theater when the cast was rolling. You had like Chimera on there. And oh you yeah, had, uh, Killswitch Engage, El Nino, and that was the first time I'd ever heard Killswitch with Howard. You know, I'd I'd heard I'd heard it with Jesse, but I'd never heard it with Howard until I heard that song, and so that you know got rekindled my flame for Killswitch. So. Yeah, that was kind of like the last last little push of Freddy versus Jason, and Resident Evil had a couple. And then, yeah, it's Slipknot on there. And yeah, stuff. I can't remember what all was on that soundtrack, but well, no, no, I guess tr- uh, uh, Transformers with Lincoln Park. That was, I think, oh, the yeah, last yeah, big one. True. Well, dude, Zach, always a blast talking to you. Absolutely. Have a good one.